Hi everyone. Uh, this is another Edward uh, Edward review, but this is going to be a special one because I mentioned a while back, a couple episodes ago, uh, during my Mortal Kombat review, that I would mention a throwback review about uh, Mortal Kombat back in the '90s. Now, for that, uh, I'm kind of proud to say that I have put together my best review uh, for this particular film because. Uh, you know, I'm an, I'm definitely a 90s kid. I grew up uh, at least the beginning part of that decade, uh, almost the end of the 80s. Yeah, I'm carbon dating myself, so bear with me, guys. And sure enough, you know, uh, back then there was arcades. Uh, you literally had to go outside to go and game instead of what we do nowadays, which is very unreal. But that's totally different. Uh, there's little, literally places called the mall. Uh, when malls were huge and big and lots of people goes to it nowadays. Uh, what's considered uh, shopping centers now. Which is, you know, it's it's still something for me to like wonder like what happened to the past? Like, can we bring that back? Uh, sadly, we only saw that happen uh, last year I'm not gonna say how but uh, sure enough this is a new review uh, for an old movie so to speak and to dredge up the dirt let's go back in the 90s and for that uh, we will start with Mortal Kombat 1995 uh, by a young Paul Wes Anderson who directed this whole whole thing uh when i saw this i saw it in the movie theaters as a kid because i was like many others a fan of playing the video game and it was like nice awesome now uh for this particular film uh yes of course we have our characters we have Liu king uh we also had sang the song sonya blade scorpion sub-zero Kano uh, and Jax however uh, this is the first movie in 1995 this also had our Johnny Cage uh, that's being another uh, a character of Goro which by far uh, the latest incarnation of Goro is a lot better <laughs> than the one back then uh, back then was a huge Muppet Muppet puppeteered by many people uh the one thing i'm kind of like on the fence on is because the voice actor who uh portrayed goro's voice was uh was kind of weird for me because it was both frank weller or michael clark richardson uh for those two actors i just mentioned uh frank well walker's um uh, his his uh, talent deals with animation. Uh, one in particular, there is a uh, the real Ghostbusters back then, and he was he was Ray in the series, and I, I liked his work. And uh, and then we have uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. His voice so deep, I I swear it's like almost listening to Barry Manilow. Or Barry Manilow. Oh, yeah, right. No, Barry White. Barry White. 
uh, without the smooth jazz in the background and all that. It's so soothing. But, you know, I digress on that one. Uh, this uh, 1995 film uh, deals with Liu Kang uh, come to avenge his brother after he participate in some sort of uh, one-on-one with Shang Tsung. Now, this is back in 95. This is a storyline that's like totally different. That brings in Liu Kang um, being somewhat of an exiled monk coming back to the monastery to find out, oh, my brother's died. And then we're leading to other storylines. We have Jackson Sonia uh, chasing out Kano. And the only reason why she's chasing him is because he probably killed her brother or killed her partner. Uh, this this storyline has been like spanned over so many years and changed so much. So bear with me. Uh, what do I believe is is that that Sonya is getting revenge on either someone personal or an ex partner, which is huge. Uh, back then it was like a revenge story for that part. And then of course you know we have Johnny Cage uh, being dubbed as a fake martial artist actor da 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 uh which uh back then uh this was like aimed towards uh, martial arts masters uh that was portrayed in films uh the reason why people assume that everyone's gonna see Jean-Claude Van Damme in this film is because he is an action star he does his own stunts as well as many things and this is also roughly around the time with jackie chan uh the person who actually star as johnny cage in the film is linda ashbury and this guy is nice this uh, this actor is cool calm and he portrayed the role very well uh, back then which is still awesome to me but currently right now because I, i've seen some of his later work uh after moral Kombat, which is still awesome now, um, believe it or not, uh, the other reason why I particularly like this film is because of another uh, martial arts thing that happened during that time, and it was the WMAC Martial Arts uh, Championship, and that deals with about maybe two or three members of that group, uh, one of which is Chris Casamasa. And for him, he was literally the Red Dragon in that TV series, which now he portrays as Scorpion. Which, that's cool, that's awesome, and to that, that's like, oh, awesome, they brought in like some martial arts uh, talent in there. And with that, also another person, uh, Akeem Alston. Now this guy has been dubbed as The Machine. And to me, that was like awesome. He's like, he's to me when I was growing up, uh, reading comics and all that. When I think of Hakeem Halston, I think of you know either Cyborg or Steel because he's literally a man in like armor getting ready for battle. So that was kind of cool to have those two talents inside the movie. Uh, what was very interesting, uh, for the, you know, top leaders, you know, Raiden and Sing Song, uh, is Christopher Lambert and Kerry Horio Yoki Taganaga. Uh, those two actors 
oh my heavens because uh those guys actually have careers outside of mortal kombat that like it was like kind of mind-blowing in a way because uh carrie he did a lot of work before mortal kombat and he's literally like one of those people where you're happy to have him on your film you know he he literally had starred in and this is actually almost a true true fact on this one he literally starred in some aspects of of the films that he've done uh, one of which is uh, the last emperor he was one of the actors on that feature he he literally starred in a TV series uh, called Space Rangers. He was literally the alien in, in that series. And it was like mind-boggling a little. Like, this is like cool. But then, you know, that's before... That was before Mortal Kombat. And then after Mortal Kombat, he still steadily rallies in his work. Which is very fine. This is very fantastic because his... His work is still awesome in my book. You know, he did a little more relations on, you know, some of the other stuff. Uh, in 1996, he starred with uh, Billy Zhang in The Phantom. And then further down, you know, in Balls of Fury. Uh, <laughs> and then he did a little voice acting. Uh, Kubo the, in the two, tre- two strings being, I believe, the grandfather and Teen Titans Trouble in Tokyo but once again uh, Carrie's work is like phenomenal and that is like a lot of praise for the gentleman because he also uh, not only did his role uh, yet again for uh, Mortal Kombat uh, Legacy and that was a uh, revised uh, version story of that one he was trying his best to work around with that uh work as well (laughs) but uh here's here's another thing here's here's something that's crazy because besides carrie we have christopher lambert christopher lambert (laughs) the man literally and figuratively started the first three the first three movies of Highlander. And his work has been nice, it's been cool. And then, you know, we have him coming back again um, after doing so many others, which his his work is cool. And then we get to see him again uh, in another movie called uh, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, playing a monk. And then again later, uh, after doing a few more other films, I get to see him again in Hail Caesar, uh, which is a uh, 1950-esque movie that deals with uh, movies that turns into talkies, and it's it, it's it's something to like enjoy if this is like a leisure hour. But it did one something, I believe. But uh, his role as a director in Hail Caesar for Christopher Lambert—that's. <laughs> That's like 
having an homage of having a classic actor portraying someone that he or me not he like so i don't i don't know but all i know is that this gentleman uh did literally starred all the way to the fourth uh incarnation of highlander before he gave it to adrian paul which you know that's cool that's great because I, for one, believe that's like a proper way how to hand over the torch, so to speak, for people who are getting old in the biz or getting around to that. But I digress from the storyline because uh, we have also, you know, the way of telling this story from being, you know, three separate storylines combined into one when they get to the island. And then how we finish the movie is Liu Kang, you know, after taking vengeance on Sing the Sung, winning the tournament, so to speak. Then we have popped up a new threat happening, which is Sao Kon. Now that ending, uh, that was like, uh, that to say the least, saying that, hey, maybe we should continue on on getting this person in and that's like huge that is huge but even so that's like yeah nice another one came out which leads us to 1997 Monocombat Annihilation I am gonna be honest I felt that the storyline felt weird uh for that particular literally for that particular uh movie but even so it's like something like new that i never experienced it's like we have already a re a partial recap of the old one telling us that yes luke kane won the previous tournament but now a new threat happened and it comes in, you know, Brian Thompson playing Shao Kahn in this second movie, which to me, uh, I kind of wish I saw this in theater, but it didn't. I saw it direct to film, uh, direct to the uh, direct to video, which is very odd for me because that would have been like my highlight of the year. But even so, that's also another weird thing to know that this was like a weird storyline uh some of it's based off the novel and not based on the on the games and i mean don't get me wrong i love playing the video games back then and seeing this got me conflicted of what was going on so if i have to round it up what i basically know that the first movie was rounding up uh mortal kombat one and two for this uh second movie the mortal Kombat annihilation it wrapped into two and three uh minus a few other characters so that's like weird in my book so that's kind of like awkward so yeah of course we got luke kane again uh from the first movie we also have katana uh played by talisa sato uh, which is fantastic two actors that came back from the first one to kind of like hold up this one 
But then again, we have change-ups on our actors. We have uh, playing Johnny Cage is this uh, actor named Chris Conro- Conrad, and then we have James Remar playing Raiden, and Sandra Huss playing Sonya Blade. Uh, with those characters changed up in there, it was like totally different, so weird, and you know seeing how this was going to progress and from it yeah we know there's other youtube videos that will explain why those characters have changed but we also have other actors that came into it that the previous movie didn't let us have uh for example Jax, who played by lynn williams he took over the role from the other jacks to play in this second feature and then we have uh Ed Boon taking over for Chris Casamasa uh, as Scorpion in the second movie. Now here comes the funniest thing, or at least the voice of Scorpion, because it's kind of weird how to work with this. But even so, um, the funny thing, uh, uh, the martial art experts that came out of it, uh, a person named Keith Cook, he did the, uh, you know, the reptile in the first one is portraying this second character who is the brother to Behan Sub-Zero and which I'm kind of happy to have seen this one being the good Sub-Zero not the bad one and that was like <laughs> funny <laughs> joke so of course this one was like totally weird totally different uh, with this being with a new one uh, comes with other people. We also had Shiva, we have Mataro, we have Jade, and Sindel being on Shao Kahn's side. And here comes even the funny part for me. Uh, when I saw Sindel, two things came to mind when I saw this. One, I'm thinking, ooh, Melinda Clark, awesome. And second, oh, she's so, like, weird. Sadly, that's not the truth because the actress who played Sandel is Musetta uh, Venda uh, Van Deer, and she is almost like a split image from Melinda Clark, but her work is a lot like awesome in a way because uh, not only that she done Sandel. She also did uh, other movies uh, like Oh Brother Where Art Thou and Wild Wild West. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because uh, during the time, uh, and you, you guys can like kind of like look at this weirdly on this one, during the time, uh, these Femme Fatales <laughs> literally have fantastic eye lines. Uh, and also both were kind of like, like, you know, like dark shade underneath the eyes. And that is like fantastic, uh, to me because that's like, that's like seductive eyes, so to speak, you know? But I get carried away on that one. Uh, what was also introduced in Mortal Kombat Annihilation was uh, someone of of a uh, 
native pack, uh, Nightwolf. To me, that's like awesome because if you add that person into the feature, that gotta mean like some sort of spiritual something. And Nightwolf has been betrayed by Gary Lightfoot Davis, an actual literal Native American actor who's also a rapper as well as uh, part of the Cherokee Nation uh, that's portraying an actual character from Mortal Kombat that is actually Native American. What's so funny about this person uh, is because I also seen another piece of work of his and it was the, <laughs> and this is the same year for Mortal Kombat 1, uh, he literally portrayed a uh, little bear the literally the indian in the cupboard uh, and that was another feature that i grew up watching that i believe that was awesome that they kind of tell like this kid can do whatever he brought back to life and learn out of its own past so to speak but then you know i'm getting away from the storyline for this one again but uh for this one it's like you know we're going to have another battle uh, to save the fate of the world yet again, uh, but need new, new champions to battle the latest threat. Uh, since, you know, we have Johnny Cage died in like the first five minutes of the movie, which, you know, I feel like that's like 30, 20 pages into the novel of the second story, which is totally weird. Uh... And what boggles my mind is that I'm literally looking at the character uh, cast list right now. And and I met this guy in convention and he's fantastic. He's humble. He's awesome. And the person I'm talking about is Ray Park. Now, this gentleman has a long, extensive line of martial art work as well as three things that's holding him near dear. And I'm going to count those for you. One of which is he's literally the body person for Darth Maul uh, in The Phantom Menace. The first Star Wars uh, prequel, which deals with his martial arts with a double-sided blade. Then we have him yet again uh, being in another movie. Uh, that deals with my childhood stuff, <laughs> which is uh, G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. And that is literally Snake Eyes right there. <laughs> and um, third one, uh, I believe he should be mentioned, but you know, it's, it's not here or there. But he was literally uh, at the end of the series Heroes, and he was literally a. Uh, a uh, person who's able to teleport himself one place or another which yet again another like ninja like attribute so this guy is like phenomenal in my book but yeah um, which once again uh, the visuals was you know back then it was like the latest technology you gotta understand that that was like the 90s for you <laughs> Nowadays, you kind of look back and you're like, oh, yeah, what were we thinking? And, you know, 
even so, you know, this is like a start of something totally different. Nowadays, uh, with CG and what I meant by CG, I mean computer graphics, just in case you guys gotta know, and how the visual works more is that it's it's like layers upon layers. You know, you literally have to get like a screen and all that, and you gotta work with that. But I hear there about that part. Um, both movies currently uh, stand on between a fanboy's uh, favorite attribute to look at to a credits view, and sure enough, um, what I believe uh, on both features was give or take a fifty-fifty. Uh, as a critic side, uh, movie had a good storyline in the first one. Visuals not too bad, but you know that was back in the day. And you know how the progression of the story from the first one was slightly better than the second one. The second one uh, didn't really aim to have the storyline together. Which, you know, back in 1997, directed by John R. Linetti. Uh, which, you know, I don't really blame him. I mean, this was like a... This was like a script job by an amateur in some manner. And even so, this is like 97. I mean... They would want to make anything into a feature after the first movie, after the first successful movie. But, you know, not all movies are successful. They become, you know, cult classics or, you know, aim to tell future filmmakers that this is the right way and then there's that way. Which, you know, that's here or there on that one. So, yeah. Uh, first movie gets a uh, 5. And then the second movie gets like a 4.5. Gotta keep in mind, I'm fighting against, you know, my fanboy himself. Like saying, yeah, this is still freaking awesome after over so many years. And then you got your critic side of myself saying, yeah, that's, that's nice. That's something. But again, this is like a throwback review. What I feel back then changed for what I feel now. Uh, of course, uh, if you want to grab another listen again to the Mortal Kombat uh, for 2021, uh, it's back in the episodes. And yeah, uh, thank you for guys listening. Uh, I do appreciate you guys taking the time. Uh, also, uh, there will be uh, another throwback. Uh, don't know when, don't know what. But uh, if this is something to listen to, uh, you know, give me a message or keep listening. But uh, you guys have a great night and take care. See ya. Hey guys, I want to thank you for uh, listening uh, to my 
podcast. I'm also known known to be over at not only Spotify, but as well as oh wow. I'm also on Spotify, Breaker, uh, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Public uh, Radio Public. So yeah, if you guys uh, want to keep on uh, listening, uh, besides me covering certain stories, uh, just shoot me a message on my review page uh, over at anchor.fm slash uh, slash edward-castro5 that is uh, c-a-s-t-r-o and as a joke no relation 